Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills. Welcome to the show. Whether you're watching or listening, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we've got a terrific show lined up for you and some pretty interesting information later in the show as well. But today, Armin and I will be talking about artificial sweetener that may make your blood stickier, causing heart attacks and strokes. Yep. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Okay. That's what... That's what the study says. So. Okay, okay. So uh, we're going to be talking about that. And also, we've got your fan questions and topics in the second part of the show. So look forward to finding out about this. Uh, and, and also, I've got a little NSP news. So, yeah, you know, I'm going to, okay. we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, Armin, uh, this is quite a topic. Where did this come from? Well, you're going to see a lot of it in the press and the other media. So, because uh, I've already seen it myself, but um, I saw it on the uh, Science Alert, um, some media there. And you know, since the the sweetener is a so-called healthy product, I'm like, okay. Um, I learned about it, and I thought, well, this would be something that people, you know, would would want to know about. So, we're going to go over what the study talked about, but also, you know, things that you how you want to approach it. For your own personal uh, self regarding um, you know what, what we learned so <laughs> okay okay well i guess the first thing that i want to know <laughs> along with everybody else is what is the name of this sweetener is it a common one is it something that everybody knows about i don't know if it's super common but i mean uh, it's in a lot of stuff but it's called erythritol it's a, hmm. it's a natural occurring um sweetener so okay. that, that's one of the things that's pretty interesting about it but it's called erythritol and again you'll see this all over the media everybody everybody it's on youtube and other things are commenting on it too right um so we're gonna give you our take as far as um you know what, what we learned okay so that being said now that we know it's erythritol mm -hmm. yep. and we know yeah. what the studies are showing, uh, I guess, next question is, where is it? You know, what type of products would typically contain this sweetener? Um, so we know what to look for. I, I mean, I think we should look for it anyway, but, you know, I'm just curious if you knew of kind of, uh, you know, some target areas. Okay. Well, one thing is Urethotol was approved by the FDA in 1999. So it's been around from that period of time. Um, but it's a common ingredient in a wide range of, you know, different foods and also okay. uh, beverages. So you would see it in any kind of, you know, you'll see it in sugar-free chewing gum. So that's oh. one thing. Yeah. Uh, baked goods like cakes, cookies, and bread, you're going to see it there. Uh, candies and chocolate. So then you're talking about a, a utilized for processed food, ice cream, frozen desserts, jams and jellies you know they put it in that different soft drinks and the other one is energy drinks so that's something else that people 
may even really learn more about. Uh, sports drinks. Okay, so they're in that, along with your electrolyte supplements, which is pretty interesting. Uh, then protein bars. You know, it's a pretty pretty big market there. Uh, and then the protein powders. So you want to read your labels. And then uh, sauces and dressings, along with the, the cereals. You know, the cereals have them, and then granola. So it's, it's in a lot of stuff. Um, but you got to read the labels to find it. So, but okay. be surprised. <laughs> well, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, that, that that's a lot of things that it's included into. Uh, it's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you mentioned it being linked to heart attacks and strokes. Now, according to a study, how yeah. is this? And can you get into detail with that, please? So in the article, I talked about a physician scientist. His name is uh, Stanley Hazen. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. And his okay. colleagues at the uh, Cleveland Clinic, the, the Learner Research Institute, uh, they wanted to see if they could find any of the uh, anything that uh, had signs that could help warn people if they were at greater risk of a heart attack and stroke. Okay. So they're looking for something like that. And what they were finding is uh, in the blood levels of organic compounds uh, used as sweeteners, right? Uh, specifically, erythritol was the one they noticed uh, a lot of based on the study. And this is based on the study, so you got to go with that. A sweetener commonly, you know, the, the erythritol is used as a low sugar, sugar-free uh, and low-carb type of uh, sweetener. So mm-hmm. that's that's one of the advantages of it. And the other advantage is be, it doesn't raise your insulin. So sounds like pretty good news, you know, as hmm. far as um, the, the components of it. Right. But right. Um, what they found among the group of it was 1,157 patients that they were undergoing the test on uh, at, at, at the cardiovascular clinic, those with the highest levels of these compounds in their blood end up being twice, having twice the risk of dying from a heart attack or experiencing a heart attack or stroke, not necessarily oh. dying, but having a cardiovascular event. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this was three years after they started following these people and monitoring, from what I understand, monitoring them. Now, one thing I do mm-hmm. want to say is these people also were not healthy people in general. They had right. cardiovascular risk disease. But what you got to take into account on that is these people were using this because they didn't want to raise their insulin. And they're, you know, some of them were diabetic, so they didn't want to improve, the, they didn't make their diabetes worse. So that's why it was being used and recommended for these people. Right. So that's right. another thing that you got to kind of keep in mind. That, hmm. I mean, these weren't super healthy people either. <clears throat> right. Well, th- that's a lot of interesting information. I'm curious exactly where does it come from, Armin? Well, again, it, erythritol is an it's really a naturally occurring sugar. It's a sugar yeah. alcohol. All right. And it's found in fruits and fermented foods. Uh, but it's not, the, you're not, people aren't getting that kind of erythritol. They're getting the commercial, commercially made erythritol. Oh, All right. So, okay. It, so there you go. You know, man <laughs> is making the product and it's produced by fermenting corn uh, or wheat starch and using a specific, um, strain of yeast or fungi to make the the sugar grow um and so that's what people don't really realize but you know after it ferments uh the, the erythritol they purify it and it's crystallized 
uh, and it results in a white granular type of powder that looks like sugar. So there mm -hmm. you go. Okay, makes sense. But um, you know, one of the things um, because erythritol is naturally you know, occurring in some foods, including like melons and grapes and mushrooms, it can it can be extracted from these food sources. But that's not that's not what they're getting it from. So if they were pulling from that, it might be a different story. Hard to say, but that's not where they're getting it from. And the erythritol that's in these naturally occurring foods is very, very small. So um, there you go. <clears throat> gotcha. Gotcha. So so I'm curious, what exactly are they saying about artificial sweeteners then, Armin? So what they're they're thinking is that it's chemically, because it's chemically inert when they, they analyze it. Okay. Um, so that's that's one thing to keep in mind. But scientists are finding that these these low, you know, it's a zero calorie, low calorie compounds are not necessarily free from having health consequences. You would think because it's inert and waste way it affects the body wouldn't be a health problem. That's why I got approved, obviously, by the FDA. Um, but while naturally present in very small amounts in fruits and vegetables, which are found really small, um, the levels of sweeteners like erythritol that they were finding, and then these are extreme cases, these aren't the normal cases, but it was to be a thousand fold um, compared to um, what you would normally get. So, you know, it's a thousand times higher than, than it's put in processed food. So that's a shocker. So in other words, people are actually consuming way more erythritol because, you know, if you're eating it two, three times a day or right, several days a right. week, it's going to build up in your system because it's, you're getting a lot of it. So right. that's what they're realizing. So the research shows that uh, these, these artificial sweeteners like this, they can also muck up your, your microbes in our gut. So that's going to affect your digestion in a way that can lead to additional weight gain and diabetes uh, and also increase in the, um, the risk of developing cancer because, you know, when you have a lot of sugar in your system, it, the cancer grows with it. So that's another reason why you got to manage your sugar intake. Now, again, that's what studies are saying. Right. So, right. you know, you can, you can just see that, okay, like anything, you can't have too much of anything, period, no matter what it is, no matter how right. good it, I mean, just like water, you drink way too much water, you're going to have a problem from that too, because of what, it, what it does to your system. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I'm sure a lot of us, uh, are, of the folks out in the audience are thinking the same thing as I am. What were the actual details of the study then? So what they found is a link between the levels of erythritol in the blood and the future risk of heart attacks and strokes. Mm -hmm. So an association, you know, guilt by association uh, has appeared that two other cohorts of nearly 3000 people combined from U S and Denmark, were impacted by this. Okay. So this led Hazen, the, the science doctor we talked about and his colleagues uh -huh. to investigate you know, the potential mechanisms by which erythritol might increase your know, risk with you know, the lab studies and blood using blood samples, which were taken from small groups of, and these were groups of eight healthy volunteers at a time. Mm -hmm. So they were doing that. And so what they were finding is the blood erythritol levels peaked and remained high for two to three days. So in other words, the body just doesn't clear this out very well. And so because of that, when it remained high, uh, you know, for that period of time, um, it, it didn't return to normal. 
like two to three days. So that's usually not a good sign. If your body can't clear it pretty quickly, um, then there's definitely going to be a problem. <clears throat> right, so, right. Uh, you know that. So adding erythritol to whole blood samples also increased blood stickiness. And this is where they they were monitoring the blood and looking at it, and they noticed it was a lot stickier. Okay, which that's why the article came out. Like, well, if it's stickier, um, then it's going to be it was being linked to blood clotting. Uh, and similar effects right. uh, were seen in animal studies and also human studies. So it goes, you know, at least to some level um, to showing how consuming high levels of artificial sweeteners could possibly trigger and cascade a change of events you know, in your blood that could lead to cardiovascular events. So these are assumptions that are made based on what they saw in the lab lab work and then monitoring the blood. Now, does this mean this is absolutely the case? Does this mean that it's, okay, this is for sure? Uh, not necessarily, but it, it it isn't good if you're consuming a lot of it. So that's the right. key point I want to make. If you look, start checking your foods that you're eating and you see a lot of erythritol, you know, we're suggesting you may want to relook at that. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, Armin, this is kind of a scary thing. I mean, blood clots. Uh, yeah, that's 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 not good. I'm curious what your thoughts are all uh, on our all, boy. Curious what your thoughts on all of this really are. I mean, this is kind of crazy. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, there's a lot of products out there that uh, you know, like seed oils and other things aren't really yeah. good for you, but they're they're touted to be good for you. Okay, mm-hmm. because. The reason they're tied that way because they've been put in products that they want you to consume. <laughs> so absolutely, that's why. but um, you know, since it, they mentioned it was in protein products, you know, I mainly went to NSP and looked at all of our products, the protein and all that, and to see if we, we had any erythritol because I didn't think we did, but I'm like, you know, let me just double check, and we don't any of the products that we have. So that's a good news. I mean, we're not big yes. on sweeteners, anyways, with the products, you know. NSP is more like straight up, here it is, you know, it's right. not going to have a lot of ton of flavor. We're not into, we don't go that route right, because right. simply it, it's not, not going to be a to the advantage. So that was good news. But, um, you know, the RL did go on to say that, you know, there needs to be more testing, which, you know, obviously I agree since they didn't, since this came about, they need to do a little more checking to see if this is really a serious problem. Uh, because again, the people that are consuming this are the people that are compromised because they're trying to have less sugar. Mm-hmm. This is what it's supposed to help you do. Right. And they're, you know, consuming a lot of it, uh, or maybe consuming a lot of it. And they have no idea that it may be having adverse effects. And so that's what, um, really is the thing. Okay. Well, what am I going to do for myself? Right. So like for people that, you know, one thing I did notice is that for people that do the Atkins diet, you know, that stuff's in all, a lot of the sugar alcohols are heavily loaded in the Atkins diet. So if you're somebody that, that eats a lot of Atkins pre-made processed food, which I don't, I don't like, then you you may want to rethink it, especially if you're mm-hmm. having two or three bars a day or two a couple a bar a day and you know things like that. So that's right. the whole point we want to make is bring it to your attention, decide is this something that I really need to be taken, or do I need to be looking at it more natural? Again, natural food is always your winner, but. You know, people like the uh, convenience of having something that's already made and to taste sweet, et cetera. And that's what erythritol does. It helps with the sweetness to, you know, help with that sugar fix. Gotcha. Wow. Well, a lot of great information. We are running out of time. Any final thoughts here uh, on all this information? 
Well, I just want to bring it to your attention. Um, so based on a list of products that contain erythritol, you know, I would look, I would look to make some changes uh, since there, you know, there really isn't a ton of apparent benefit. Okay. The only thing it's doing is giving you a sweet taste. So right. maybe you look at another right. alternative or again, go with natural food um, because you just don't know if it is going to lead to, to future health issues. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't make your blood stickier, but what if it does? So that's what these, you know, studies are going to make you question it. And if it's questionable, uh, I'm not so sure you want to, you know, keep playing with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the bottom line is becoming more and more apparent that anything that's processed food is just plain toxic, in my opinion. It's just, right. there's, not, there's no food benefit to you. So I would scrutinize every label, in my opinion, and which, you know, I've been doing it for years anyways, and then um, decide if you want to consume that product or not based on that scrutiny. But right. just don't right. believe the food companies either you know maybe they maybe they've said oh there's no problem with it and is that really the case because you know once they put it in they're they're in they're committed otherwise it's going to create a lot of problems on the product to sell it right right (laughs) well a lot of great information and uh you know i'm going to start looking at some of the labels in my house that's for sure you got me uh you'd be surprised yeah yeah well uh, stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition. Armin and I will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSP Show at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills, and as promised, uh, we've got some, some news about NSP Nutrition. Now, if you're on the site as regularly as Armin and I are, and you're buying supplements uh, to help enhance your nutrition plan or your lifestyle, uh, as we do, I would encourage you to take a look at, got a couple of new products. Ultra Collagen Complete uh, is mm, now good on. Product. Uh, I'm excited about that. We also have Collagen Gummies, uh, you know, for those yeah. of you who are not tablet swallowers, I guess. But uh, Well, it's capsule. Uh, capsule. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. So, Armin, um, I also saw on the website... Um, new product incoming with a little half label peeling. They're doing a reveal here soon, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if I want to disclose that just yet because of, you know, they're rolling it out, but um, right. Yeah. It's going to be a good compliment to another product that uh, we're not going to be able to keep. So it's going to actually replace that, but uh, it's got a lot of sound uh, ingredients to it. So I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Well, everybody, if you have a chance, check out nspnutrition.com. For not only the products that, hey, we've suggested and recommended several of them, but, you know, NSP stands for Naturally Sourced Products. Yep. And that's why Armin and I do what we do. We believe in the product and it's helped enhance our lifestyles, our lives, our families and friends. And we just try to put this out there for you as well. All right. So let's get on to the next part of the show. You know, Armin, when we started the segment of our fan questions. Sometimes it's fan topics. Sometimes it's fan, you know, a, a 
a fan summary of things. Um, but we've talked about a lot of different things and, um, we got a pretty interesting question from a gal named Melinda. She doesn't say where she's from, but we appreciate the question, Melinda. She asked, um, you know, guys, I've been on the websites of multiple supplement companies. Mm -hmm. And is there any such thing as a bad supplement or taking too many supplements that it could harm your system? And I thought that was a great question. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, you got to do some research before you take, take a supplement and understand, you know, how it's going to affect you. So, and we try, you know, NSP, we try to explain everything about the benefits of the supplement. And you want to keep that in mind is like, do you need to be taking that based on what your goals are, what your, you know, what your situation is maybe health wise. So uh, there's anything, if you take too much of it, like we mentioned earlier, you know, even taking water too much can be a problem. So the thing with supplementation is trying to understand, okay, I'm doing, I'm going to take this supplement because of these reasons and using it as appropriately as you can. Right. So, and so that, you know, that's what we comment on certain supplements as well, but yeah, you want to, you want to do your homework and you want to decide, okay, is this something I need to be taking? And sometimes you need to, you may want to work with somebody like me or, you know, another expert in the area of you know, what supplements are good or just do your own research and then mm-hmm. make your determination from there. So yeah, she is correct. I mean, you, you want some supplements can affect your system negatively. And you got to understand that, especially if you're taking taking medications, uh, there mm-hmm. could be some reactions that could occur from that. So, and you know, we can't we have time to get into those kind of mechanics, but uh, that's what I would do, and I would recommend that everybody else is understanding. You know, when you're supplementing, what's your purpose? How long you you know, do you feel like you're going to need to do it? And there's a way to uh, check to see how it's affecting your system. Like you know, have some lab work done, so it can it can show that way too. So. Hopefully that uh, provides some some answers. <laughs> you know, Armin, that's you. You actually uh, actually said exactly what I was thinking. Is how can you take a supplement if you haven't done blood work to know what your body needs a supplement for? Um, so that well, makes perfect sense to me. So um, I think you're right right on target with that, and and highly encourage everyone to you know, kind of do that due diligence before you start doing and and heading down the path of investing in your body, make sure you're getting what you need. You know, it's kind of like putting brand new (laughs) tires on a car that has new tires. What do you want to do that for? Right. Well, you know, the exceptions would be like protein powder and beef liver. Those are things that help performance and to help supplement, um, you know, protein that you may not be able to get due to scheduling and things. So there's reasons for that. But again, that's to supplement, not to replace. So mm-hmm. you want to keep those things in mind. I gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Melinda, thanks for the question. We appreciate it. Uh, we got another one from Oscar. I'll just say Oscar L. I can't pronounce his last name. It's oh, a very okay. long. I'm, Oscar, I'm sorry, but you know who you are. Oscar's asking about Avocados, Armin. Um, okay. We're seeing a lot of commercials about avocados, about how important mm-hmm. they are for the diet. You're seeing them on other commercials for either 
all kinds of restaurants or recipes, um, all different types of things. Guacamole seems to be a very popular thing right now. Um, Again, Oscar's asking the same thing. You know, I love avocados. I, I eat anywhere from one to three a day. My wife was telling me I shouldn't be eating so much of those. Are that that it could be bad for me? Is there such a thing as eating too much avocado and it being bad for you? Well, here's the thing: when you're eating real food, you know, it affects your system in a way that it kind of corrects it. So, in other words, you know, how many avocados do you think you can eat in a day? Well, if you're eating three, I don't think you're going to eat three every single day. You know, because <clears throat> it fills you up quite a bit. Right, right. So, you know, you may, you may have a very good appetite, but there's a lot of great nutrients in it. You know, would you need three a day? Nobody was probably hungry, and, you know, it's probably the most he's ever had in a, in, one, in, a, in a day. And it depends on how big the avocados are. Because <laughs> you can get small avocados, you can get, you know, the Florida avocados are huge, man. They look like they weigh like a pound and a half. So there's uh-huh. variations right. of avocado. But no, I mean, when you eat, it's like this. You can only eat so much meat, so to speak, and you're stuffed. Okay. And it's the same thing with any kind of a vegetable. You can eat so much of it. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I don't want any more. So your right. leptin hormone typically is engaging that and says, Hey, okay, we've had enough. So I think your body in this case self-regulates how much of that you're going to consume. You know, avocado is a high <laughs> fiber. They got a lot of nutrients in them, a lot of, you know, 10 times the potassium of a banana. So if you're looking to get more potassium in your system, they're great for that. And it, Again, you get tired of the taste of anything if you eat way too much of it, in my opinion. So right. I, I just think it's a self-regulating thing. So I wouldn't I wouldn't really sweat it. I mean, I wouldn't, based gotcha. on what I know about it. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, that helps. I mean, I freaking love avocados. So, you know, I have yeah. a hard time, uh, you know, with that. And I've had I've had two or three in a day. Uh, yeah. Not oh, yeah. very often, but I've had it. So, you know, but. You know, I don't eat them all the time either because, you know, I have a certain taste bud for that uh, stuff. Uh, right. Guacamole, if, if we make guacamole, then I'm going to enjoy that. But, yeah, Absolutely. I just think it's any type of real food you're eating, it's self-regulating. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I like them on my burger. So, hey, you know. Um, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Really good, yeah. All right. So, uh, next question. Pretty, pretty interesting here. Uh, we were had done a show, Armin, about mental toughness. And we've talked about this multiple different times, uh, how you can set yourself up for success, whether it's your workout plan, your nutrition plan, uh, work, you know, a relationship, mental toughness. You have to be able to comprehend and prepare yourself mentally for your workout, for anything that you have going that day. A lot of us do it when we're driving to work, right? Or yeah. Um, if we have an event planned at like six o'clock, you mentally try to prepare yourself to gear up for that event. And, um, it was kind of interesting. Um, we got an email from another gal, which we have some gals watching the show and we appreciate that. Um, her name is Latrinda and Latrinda is, is talking about, watching our show and she said it really made me reflect about how i prepare 
not only for my day, but for my week. Mm. Am I really oh, doing yeah. all I can do to set myself up for success? Because she goes, she'd have two good weeks and then two or three bad weeks, right? And then a good week and then four bad weeks. So she, and, and she mm. really did some self-reflection after watching the show and felt that her preparation and her mental toughness, her mindset was wrong. It was bad. So she started meditating. She took a half an hour every morning when she gets up. She normally jumps in the shower and does her thing, right? Mm -hmm. She decided to get up a half hour earlier. And Mm -hmm. first she makes her coffee. After she gets her coffee, then she meditates for 30 minutes. Then she goes to take a shower, does all her stuff. Mm -hmm. She said... That extra 30 minutes for her to take for herself in peace and quiet and meditate was the best thing that she's ever done. It helps her mindset for the whole day. She's getting proper sleep because she's focusing on herself mentally. And she says it, it has helped set her approach for success on her workout on preparation for her nutrition plan, everything. She said, it's kind of put everything together to where now she's on track six weeks in a row and she's all excited. So she says, thank you for the show, for the mindset, the mental toughness. Oh, wow. Well, I've heard good things about meditation. I, you know, I don't really, I don't indulge on it like other people do mm-hmm. uh, it's something that's it's actually on my radar I'm thinking more about it because when you meditate you're just clearing your head mm-hmm. which i also is a good thing you know to get all the you know baggage and things that you had to deal with for the day or yes the day before that kind of thing so i'm a i'm a big fan of it it's just that i'm not executing it myself right now mm-hmm. uh, but i do you know i may end up doing the meditation in my mind that i don't realize i'm meditating because the way i kind of prepare things but that's good news. I mean, I, I think if anybody, if, it, if if you find something like meditation and helps clear your head, you're going to be more productive, you know, go for it. Keep pushing it and, and good, to, good to know. But, and if it also helps your mindset, then you definitely want to keep doing it because you're going to get more done and you're going to feel good about yourself. Like she obviously feels good about herself now with being really consistent. So that's great. Well, the thing that was pretty interesting about her email and she had a great point of view was we talk a lot about our workout and recovery and how important our recovery is. Mm, She says the only time that you can really recover for your brain is when you sleep. And even when you sleep, your brain is active. So she said, when is the recovery for my brain? I need to give it some recovery. So her meditation, she's Mm. treating as her recovery for her brain, for her mental attitude. And uh, I, I don't know, pretty smart. So uh, thank you for the feedback, Latrinda. We appreciate it very, very much. And we're glad it was able to help. Uh, that's why we do what we do. And that's why we ask for the content that we do all the time. Right, Armin? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's good. But that's 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 good for the people. We can share this with people. And they go, like, oh, okay. And it gives them something else to include in their day or to find some relief. You know, to de-stress and so obviously it's working for her and that's what you know, people need to learn about these different things and then they can make a decision if it's something they want to incorporate in their lifestyle absolutely yeah. absolutely so 
Again, thank you for all the questions. If you have a question, a topic, or something you'd like us to cover for next week's show, just scan the QR codes above our heads, comment on YouTube, or you can email us at support at nspnutrition.com. Armin, another great show. Thanks so much. <laughs> well, I hope that uh, people got some takeaways and um, they can make some adjustments in lifestyle to keep things in a positive note and make life living longer. So, <laughs> Absolutely. So everyone, thanks again for watching or listening and join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.